So we left off in the last chapter, where Johnny had dueled Dinku, the leader of the samurai, the daimyo also being present with many others from that country. Johnny being smitten and wounded, laying on his back in a mess. Dinku saying that it's over, but Johnny replied in their language to their surprise that it's not over until it's over. Extracting the sword of Numa from a great distance, smote that boken in half. And also, on the island, the king of Nod and Reggie found some bananas and also place they're trying to find to hide from whatever's out there. Lug and bash at the lower half of Max and Ophelia. And now, the chapter begins. And early that morning, Johnny, just right outside that village of Shen, sitting upon a rock that he dubbed as an Muse Rock, along with Armor. Armor is sitting down, laying on his back on that rock, a goodly boulder. Johnny taking this time to meditate and prepare himself for the task at hand. That rising sun lifts away the shadow off the rock and warms it up. Johnny holding in his hand that journal of Sir Ulrich. Armor opening up one of his eyes. I, uh, you gonna read an entry? How is that journal anyway? This journal is a really good journal. I think I can perhaps get a lot of information from it. Yeah, you mind if I take a look at that when you're done? Oh, I don't mind at all. I might make several copies of this and put it in the Royal Library when we get back to the Tannin. That's actually a good idea. Think it'll sell? Oh, I think it'll sell. Definitely, I think it would sell. I'm right now about to start on a, on a fourth entry. Okay, well, let me know how it is. I will. And Johnny opening it to that fourth entry. And there he begins to read. Entry number four. We have been out at sea now for three weeks. A violent storm had caught hold of us four days ago and will not let us go. The sails have been risen with the intent of us not drifting too far off course as well as keeping the ship safe. But these proud waves managed to reach the gym boom just above the beak, snapping at the joints of the bowsprit. Fortunately, the carpenters, with the help of Sir Clarence and a good strong will to live, were able to fasten the two together at the joints. Sir Favian of the sea is also giving a helping and a much needed helping hand at the wheel. Down here, though, in the cabin, I managed to pass the time with a little lute playing with one of the instruments I pulled from the pirate ship. If I may boast a little, I have to say, I'm not bad at the strings. The brute, Fendrell, 
drank three bottles of strong drink in the past two days and spent all his time rolling from wall to wall as the ship leaned left to right. The men I'm with sure get a kick out of it. We put pillows against a wall to soften the impact, but occasionally someone will replace one of the pillows with a pot. I don't know who, and frankly, it is a satisfying sound when I hear the pot ring out every time the ship leans to the left. Time lapse. The following day, approximately noon, the storm was officially over and all of our shoulders were embraced by a warm sun. Uncertain on how far we have drifted off course, the skipper will wait till the stars appear tonight before dropping sail to get us realigned. At this time of entry, Vendrell is screaming out in pain by reason of a headache. Sir Arthur, the physician, is to his rescue. Great news! This evening, when the stars had appeared, we were closer to the land of the rising sun than any of us had anticipated. The storm must have pushed us along in the right direction, the Almighty looking down upon us, of course. The navigator brought unto us a green pheasant, a clear sign that we are near the end of our journey aboard the mighty Vier. And also, in this night, the cook had killed a long-overdue fatted calf and served it alongside rosemary roasted potatoes, roast baby leeks with oak-smoked bacon, my personal favorite. And please, don't hold the roasted garlic and clementine carrots. Our spirits were high, and joy rang out from the forepeak to the balcony just below the stern castle. For on the morrow, our feet will be on dry ground at last. May the great king above grant us mercy and safe travel. End of entry number four. Johnny, sitting upon that muse rock, closes up the journal, and just in time, where Max and Avillian are waving out the door, breakfast is ready. And you can see, off in the distance, Miyamoto also getting ready to train Johnny. He nudges Armor, for Armor had fallen asleep on that warm rock. Hey, Armor, wake up. Breakfast is ready. Let's get to it. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I need it. They both leap off that muse rock head in to get some strength. And while Johnny and Armor and the other pilgrims eat their breakfast, the rangers, Borden, Gill, and Friend, are out in the field with a few of the samurai, learning what they call Yabusame, or archery on horseback. They stand there patiently waiting for that horse to come their way. One of the samurai warriors are on it, and there's a target close by. Um, sensei? It's not sensei, it's, <laughs> you can call me Gil. 
They might take offense to that, you call me sensei around here. Oh, sorry. Uh, Master Gil? Not Master <laughs> like Gil. Master, I like that one. But what is it, friend? Have you ever done Yabusame? A horseback archery? No. Uh, I mean, I, I dabbled with it. Never, never tried it uh, in, in, like, war? No, definitely not. Oh, do you think you'd be any good at it? Uh, I don't see it being too hard. What do you think, Borden? Uh, well, well, let me watch this man do it. And that samurai warrior approaches fast on that horse. As he's riding on that horse, he stands up, putting that arrow onto that string and pulling it back, aiming, 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 and then he releases the arrow. It smashes into its target, and the horse flies by. Wow. Whoa. Wow, Sensei, you saw, I mean, uh, Master, you yeah, saw that. That was so uh, quick. He hit that yeah, almost on the bullseye. I saw it. I oh, saw that. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Oh, it's it's all pretty simple. You stand up, right, right, Borden. You stand up and right. launch an arrow. Yeah, and they bring that horse back to them, and dismounting the horse. Okay, now you try. Get on the horse, and when you get close <laughs> enough, you saw me do it, right? Uh, oh yeah, of course I saw you do it. Um, I, yeah, easy, right? You stand up, and that's yeah. kind of how you, yeah, really easy. you know, so where your arrow's not bouncing up and down. And of course. You release the arrow, and yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> simple. <laughs> okay, here, grab range, use my horse, and you got your bow. Oh, I carry my bow with me all the time. All right, do it. All right, Sensei, you got this, Sensei. Yeah, I you, mean, oh, sorry. You got this. Calling you. Master, you got this, Master. Mm. And Gil mounts onto the horse. Borden crosses his arms and smirks at Gil, Gil looking down at it. <laughs> hmm. What? Oh, you think you can do better than this? I'm just saying, I'm, I'd like to see this. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they get to a distance. And he turning that reins and stopping the horse. Okay, holding that bow next to his side, he puts an arrow right there on the string and holds it tightly with his fingers, grabbing the reins with one hand. As he approaches that target, he lets go of the reins, grabs that arrow. Okay, here it goes, and he's standing up. And pulling it back and releases the arrow. It lands ten feet away from the target. Grabs the reins and slows the horse down and turns it around and heads back. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Since uh, Master, oh, you did it! Great shot! You, 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 you're, you stood up and you <laughs> launched an arrow! Oh, yeah, breath of the air. Yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> it didn't hit the target. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter, you still did it. Kill that dirt. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You need a whole lot more training. What about your friend? What's his name? Oh, Borden. Borden. Oh, Borden. Could you try it? Real good. Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm having plenty of fun watching this. I'll oh. try after oh, he. Oh, come on. Once he hits that mark, no. I'll, I'll do it. Oh. It's going to be a long day, isn't it? Can I try? Oh, sure. Sure. 
Yeah. Hey, if you get this, I'll give you the back strap on the deer I caught. Ooh. Oh, the whole back strap. The whole back. <laughs> no, if you get this, all of it. The whole back strap's yours. All right. Oh. And Gil gets off the horse. Friend, the apprentice mounts up on the horse. Oh, the whole back strap. All oh, of it. Every bit. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gets a good ways off. Turns that horse around. Grabs that arrow, puts it up on that string, and holds it with his fingers, just as he saw Gil. Getting closer and closer. Standing up, pulls back that string. Releases it, and it hits the target. Gil and Borden, I don't no believe this. Way. I, I don't. I do not believe this. No. Uh, of course. No, why, no, why no, no, no. Of course. No. Right? Right? No. Yes, yes. Uh-uh. No, uh, no. I, yes. I, I, he's the apprentice. <laughs> Borden, he's yes. He's the apprentice. Hey, what a good job you did. And that samurai warrior walks up to him. Oh, <laughs> he's very good. Oh, he's yes, your, he is. Uh, he is your, uh, how you say, leader? Uh, <laughs> no, no, he's not. No, uh, no. Mm-mm. Come on. He's good though. Oh, yeah, he's you know yeah, what? He's yeah. my apprentice. There you go. That's I taught him that. Everything. That's what I taught him. Everything. Yeah, that's that's one way of looking at it, right, Borden? Oh, yeah, I taught him that. Very good. Oh. All right, all right, friend. I, I did okay. it. I did it, right? You got it. You oh, got it. I can't wait. Me and my big mouth. Oh, I'm gonna get a back strap. It's gonna be real good. Meanwhile, back with Johnny. Johnny had spent a great deal of that morning, all the way into the noontime, practicing kendo with Miyamoto using bokens. What? All right, Johnny. Now I'm going to go a little bit harder. Be prepared. I'm prepared. That's it, Johnny. Don't focus on my hands. Oh, look in my eyes. Okay. Not my hands. The eyes. Now sidestep here. Okay. Now I'm going to do another sidestep. Like that. That's it. Keep it up. I'm going to push you back now. Now you push me back. Okay. That's it. Push me back. Okay. And he's stopping that boken at the neck of Johnny. You're doing better now, Johnny. Ah, but better isn't good enough, though, if uh, the boken cuts my head off. No, it's not, but you're doing better. Improvement is good. Now, We'll wrap it up for the rest of uh, this afternoon. We'll come back uh, maybe a couple of hours, get some rest, meditate on those things I taught you. Remember, focus on the eyes. Looking into my eyes, for the enemy always looks where they strike. And if you look into the eyes, you get an insight on their motives. I understand. Now go meditate on those things that I taught you. We'll meet up here in uh, two hours. Okay, I will do that, my model. And they 
bow their heads to one another. Johnny turning about, armor also being with him. They too walk on towards the lake. Armor, do you think uh, Miyamoto was holding back a little on me? Armor looking down, looking back over at Johnny. I do believe he was. That's what I was thinking. I, I, I feel like I feel like I'm just not that one that they're looking for. I know, but you don't go by feelings, but I, I would say go by truth. And the truth of it is, you know what you saw on that rooftop. You know who met you there as well. Yeah, that is true. I just don't feel it though inside. Perhaps it's... Maybe you're searching for the wrong feelings. I don't know, this is a new chapter in your life. Uh, I wish, wish Angelos was here, he, he'll tell me. I know. And up ahead, at the lake, Max and Ophelion. <laughs> and I'm just kind of throwing it right over here. I tried everywhere, Max. I know. It seems like nothing's biting. I think this place is overfished. There's a lot of people around here. I don't know. Do they even like fish? You know they like fish. I've seen it. I'm pretty sure they got it from here. No, they probably went to the ocean. You know? Uh, <laughs> Saltwater fishing. Saltwater. Hey, I, think, I, I think I got something. Oh. <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Just a stick. stick. Caught on the end of my. <laughs> hey, hey, Johnny's over here. Look. Ah. <laughs> Johnny, how you doing, Johnny? We're, we're don't mind us. We're just Fishing. trying to catch some. Uh, I don't know, dinner. <laughs> Something good around here. I do. I love salt water. Don't don't get me wrong. I ain't man. getting you wrong. I like salt water. <laughs> Occasionally, a little fresh is good. Mm, I know. <laughs> I like that fresh taste too. And Johnny sits down next to Armor, crossing his legs, closing his eyes, and going over all that Miyamoto had taught him in his head, going over the fight, the sequence, and everything else begins to die down around him. The sound of Mayamoto striking against the boken echoes in his ears. The sound of the footsteps moving to the side. Everything goes through his mind as if he was there again. But then also the sound of Max and Ophelia and die down as well. Johnny opening his eyes, glances over by the lake. No Max, no Ophelia. Turning his head to his right, no armor either. Setting up a little straighter. Anglos, are you around? Angelos. And he can hear someone climbing out of an apple tree behind him. Angelos. And jumping down out of the apple tree, holding a red apple. 
and taking a bite of it. I, I gotta say, these, these red apples over here are very juicy. Hello, Johnny. Anglos. What, what's my next move, Angelos? I feel so lost. Taking another bite of the apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, I know you feel lost, Johnny, but I'm gonna fix all that for you. I'll help you out. And also, uh, tonight, not tonight, I'll say before the, night, the sun goes down, get everybody together and I'll show myself unto all. And I'll explain everything that happened. And taking another bite. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll do just that, Angelos. I'll get everybody I can together, and you'll show up. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, yes, I'll show up, Johnny. Also, I had a question, Angelos. How did I... How did I speak their language that day? And Angelo's looking Johnny in the eyes. You didn't speak their language. I did. Johnny understanding now. And Angelo spoke through him. A new comfort falls upon him. Oh. And Angelos looking over at the lake. Tell Max and Aphelion to cast their line over on the left side of the pond next to the lily pads. They'll do just fine there. I'll do that, I'll do that, Angelos. And he can hear Max and Aphelion's voice again behind them. Armor also. Angelos is gone. Uh, Max, Aphelion. <laughs> yeah, yes, Johnny. I ain't catching nothing. nothing. In this I'm telling you, Johnny. You I know you're asking if I had caught anything. You gotta use something else. I got a few measly little. I'm gonna throw them back yeah. though. They're, I want to keep. Mean, there's nothing there but bones and scales. <laughs> now I was gonna say, yeah. throw your line over there by the lily pads. Have you tried over there? Twice. <laughs> no, three times. Three, three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three times. Try it the fourth time. <laughs> Looking over at Max, shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> fourth time's the charm? Yeah, fourth time. It's never the fourth time. This time it is. Reeling back that rod and casting uh, it in. Uh, there it goes. And as it hits the water, Ooh. immediately <laughs> after it hits the water, I'm waiting. A 12-point buck steps out of the woods. Max notices it. Go at me. What is it, Max? You're going to scare the fish away. Billion, look over there. Look, right over there. No, I'm looking at the, the, where the hook is. No, look over there. Okay, Max. <laughs> and looking over at the wood line. Uh, <laughs> I know. That is a beauty, isn't he? 
I know. Where's my speedball? Right, right, right here. I'm being done slowly. Slowly. <laughs> where's my arrow? Where's my arrow? Okay, okay, okay. I'm putting an arrow on the string of his spear bow. I don't know if that thing's gonna take that buck down. <laughs> Better. A billion putting that arrow on the string. Pulling it back and releasing it into that buck. <laughs> it smites the buck right into the heart. As it flops onto the ground. Max and Ophelion nearly flop on the ground in excitement. Can't believe that just happened. Ophelion, 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 the rod, the rod. Oh my God. I'm about to get a big. This is my. This is my. It's about time. Isn't it about time? It is. Ooh, look at that bow. It's I want to give me a big thing. I can't wait to tell everyone about this thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, with the King of Nod, they have found a high hill as they have climbed higher and higher on the terrain on that island to escape whatever it is that is chasing them. <laughs> I don't want to die like this, Reggie. Oh, <laughs> this is not how I planned it. I planned going out in a volley of arrows. Yes, sir. <laughs> Swinging my sword on the battlefield or dying of an old age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Here comes a cliff. <laughs> and stopping at the cliff, looking down, there's boulders, sharp, pointy boulders in all directions, protruding out of the water 50 feet below them. <laughs> oh, dear. Now what, Reggie? I don't know, sir. Uh, perhaps we can jump. Oh, oh, I've been waiting for you to jump for a long, long time. <laughs> Not with me, though. <laughs> perhaps whenever that muskrat source Rex comes walking out of there, oh. he'll help us jump. <laughs> perhaps, sir. Oh, sir, look over there. Oh, in the water, sir. Wait, wait, wait. There's a little bit uh. of gap where the boulders are, sir. And... I, I'm willing to believe that both of us can jump and fit right there in that open area between all those boulders. You see where, where there's a little there's a little tub of water, sir? Uh -huh. Oh, oh I, I didn't see it. <laughs> nice. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, and the one that we, if we can just tuck our arms in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and just kind of straighten out like, you know, like a, like a pencil. Yes, sir. You're getting it, sir. And then we, we just leap off of this, this, uh, this cliff. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and we, we soar through the air. Yes, sir. And we just snuggly fall right there in that little area. Right, right, right there. Yes, sir. After you. I would love to see it before I die. Oh, sir. Oh. And they both turning towards the forest. I think it's getting closer, sir. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. We'll both jump. You want to hold hands? No, I don't. I don't want anyone to see me anywhere near you when they find my carcass washed up onto the shore. <laughs> or they be all pushed off there. Oh my! Come on. All right, fine, ready. Hold my hand. All right, one, one, two, two three. <laughs> three. Come on, sir. <laughs> Uh, 
and over on the ocean shore, on the sand. Some half hour later, lying on his back, the king, next to Reggie. <laughs> I can't believe it. I know, sir. That we escaped. No, I can't believe you're still alive. Sir, look over here on my right. Uh, a crate, sir. What about a crate? Perhaps we can find something in there. You know what I also saw while we were up there before we leaped up to uncertainty? Another small island just over there. You see it? I do see it, sir. Perhaps we can get in a boat, go off this island, and get to the other small one away from that, oh, I don't know, that muskrat. I don't want to die from that muskrat and look like that rock over there. Oh, yes, sir. But this crate, sir, it says something on it. As Reggie moves and brushes off some of the sand. Oh, it's an old crate. It says, oh, it says, the m property of the mighty Vierre. Oh, mighty Vierre? What is that? <laughs> you know, I know what that is. What, what does it mean, sir? What's Vierre? Oh, it's voyage. <laughs> the property of voyage, the mighty voyage. Oh, perhaps we can find something here. Come on, Reggie. Let's dig in and find something. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, perhaps we'll find some food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we we'll get out of here, go to the other island, and live happily ever after. <laughs> yes, sir. Later on that afternoon in the land of the rising sun, Johnny had gathered the daimyo, Dinku, Miyamoto, and the prominent samurai together along with the rangers and all the pilgrims. And they are based at the foot of the Headless Warrior, that statue that's in the center of the town of Shen. Standing before all of them, none of them says a word. They wait upon Johnny. Johnny hears it in his ear, that still small voice. Roll out your sword and hold it out in front of you. Obeying the voice, he draws the sword of Numa and holds it out in front of him. And that silver blade glows brightly before all of them, and the faces light up with it, for it is immense and warm. And standing before all of them appears Angelos. And many of them are afraid, for they shut their eyes and they shield their faces. Be not afraid. I'm here to help. He speaks. Okay. They move their hands off from their faces and uncover their eyes. We haven't much time. But Johnny is here to help as well. 
Now, that evil emperor, Alcuno, he's on the move. Not too far from here, there is that large open area, that field, Kanashi. Many of y'all know it. Oh, Kanashi. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And in front of the Kanashi is a cliff. Goes straight up. And as far as your eyes can see, to the left and to the right, is that cliff. And then above it, it's flat as the valley below it. And it goes on for a long time. Mount Dowson. Yes, Mount Dowson. I'm, I'm familiar with this. Now, I want to show you what had happened in the past centuries ago. Close your eyes. And all of them, close their eyes. And everything that had happened centuries ago lay before their eyes as if they are actually there themselves standing in that field, the plain of Kanashi also known as the Field of Sadness. Yokai stood before a legion of soldiers in the Field of Kanashi hard against Mount Dosset. All men for the first time behold the natural beauty of the element crystal lodged within the crown of Yokai the dragon. Those emerald eyes Look upon a people he once loved, but as the leaf withers in time, so does the heart of man. Yokai stretches his wings towards the heavens. The mortals bend their bows and ready for battle. As they look upon this dragon, this white dragon, in all his glory. Yokai leaps into the air. Fire spills down upon the ground as water. The sky is riddled with arrows. The battle's hot, but Yokai is wounded. He falls to the ground. He scampers. He climbs. He claws at the ground. The mortals are behind him. He's got to get to that Mount Dosset. He reaches the mount, climbing and grabbing rocks. That colossal of a dragon. His feet are on the ground as his head reaches the summit. And his eyes, behold the eyes of Akuno as he approaches the dragon. His sword is drawn. That element crystal glows on the crown of the head of Yokai. But Akuno and all his power that he had gained reaches that sword in there and pries it loose grabbing hold of that crystal he shatters it into four pieces on the ground the dragon yokai turns leaning up against mount dosset he views the sun rising in this land one last time before turning into stone.
and the men of that country are in tears at the things that they have seen. Angelos returns unto the sword of Numa. And as Johnny sheathes the sword, the daimyo steps forward, raising his hands to dismiss the meeting. Miyamoto approaches the pilgrims. Oh, it's best that uh, you all go inside. It's not a good night to be out. Why? Why not a good night? Oh, don't ask why. It's just not a good night. We'll tell you when you get inside. All right. Uh, I guess. And the rest of the pilgrims begin to walk off. <laughs> excuse, excuse me. My motor. He don't want to tell me. So why can't we be out here? Why is everybody going inside? It's. I mean, the night's just getting started. Oh, you don't know why? No, I don't know why. Oh, because the you look at the moon, and Max and Abelian look up at the moon. Uh-huh, uh, there it is. Uh -huh. You afraid he's gonna fall or what? <laughs> oh, you'll never huh. Uh, hey, he never heard. He never heard. He never heard about the moon? No, he never heard about the moon. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh. what is it? <laughs> oh, legend has it. Uh -huh. Long time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into story time, <laughs> I need to rest real quick, real quick. <laughs> and Affiliate running off. Max turns to the two men. Uh, you can just tell me, huh? I'll relay the message to him. We're like really good friends. I'll tell him everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, legend yeah. has it. Legend. And it's not just legend. Oh. I've seen it myself. Oh. Hundreds of years ago, there was a jester. Oh, all the funny people that make everybody laugh and they do flips? Exactly. A oh, jester. Yes, jester. Well, he didn't want to be a jester. No, he was no. the emperor jester. Uh -huh. He didn't want to be jester no more. No, no, no. no. And so what had happened was uh -huh. that he decided not to be a jester. No more. But the emperor caught hold of him. Uh -huh. And he took that jester hat. Uh -huh. You know the one with the little bells that come uh -huh. off and they, they go in different directions. Uh -huh. and the uh -huh. bell, they dangle down uh -huh. in the ring. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. I like those bells. Oh, yeah, that hat yes, got that. nailed onto his skull. All the way on. the skull was pierced by the nails. Oh, did, he, did, he, did he die? No, no, not at all. Because the emperor made him a jester forever. Forever? Well, that's good news, right? Because now he can make people laugh. No, no, no. Oh, He's not no funny. Not news. to us. No you funny. see, he comes out every cold fingernail moon. Because like that one that's that. when the time happened. Uh -huh. It was a fingernail moon, just like that. Just like that. And he comes out through those woods over there, and over there, and over there, and, and if he talk. catches you, he'll uh -huh. capture you, uh -huh. and he'll bring you to where he's at, and you'll laugh with him uh -huh. forever. Ha uh ha, -huh. no ha ha. I like laughing, but uh -huh. I don't know if I want to laugh with him. So, hurry up and get inside. Quick. The two men uh -huh. take off running uh -huh. to go inside, and Ophelion just shows up right then. Hey, 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 what I Feel me on what I missed. I, I, I saw you talking. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's just a bunch of superstitious stuff. You know how they can be. Oh, superstitious. I knew uh -huh. it. I just knew it, Max. <laughs> superstitious <laughs> people. Oh, I'm so glad. So, uh, hey, uh, you want to go uh, take a stroll through the woods and maybe try to find some firewood or something for tonight? You know, it's just getting started after all, and the temperature's starting to drop. Yeah, sure. Yeah, before it gets too dark. Max and Ophelion venture off by themselves into the forest of tall pine trees. Nice. Oh, oh, 
Hey, let's take right here. Like, Help me out Oh, <laughs> I got another one. Oh, that's a good one right uh-huh. there. That's good. Meanwhile, Max is looking around in the woods, and the fog <laughs> begins to roll in ever so slowly, tiptoeing upon them. Hey, you know, this is actually good carving wood. You can carve uh-huh. all kinds of... Hey, what's with the fog? Oh, oh, the fog, yeah. That's, that's uh, you know, cold weather. It does that whenever it changes like this. Hey, why don't we walk a little deeper into the woods? Oh, I think there's some good wood over there. Uh, Max, why are you acting like that? Acting like what? Acting like that? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just excited because, you know, ah. we're in a strange land. We're going to have a fire tonight. Uh, maybe we can grill ah. something. That been a fish you caught earlier? <laughs> uh. Yeah. We're going to need a... Oh, I know just... I saw it not too long ago. Yeah. The one... It's over here. Huh. And they venture a little further. And back here. And further. <laughs> over, oh, that's and like, further. Yeah, a little further. Eventually getting so far out. And the fog is so thick all around them okay, that they're lost. Oh, right, yeah. here it is. Oh, that looks nice. <laughs> See, Max, huh? <laughs> That's a good Max. piece of wood. <laughs> Which way back home? We can barely see any of the trees around us, Max. It's, man, this stuff got thick out here, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's real thick, uh-huh. huh? It's very, very uh-huh. thick. Yeah, Max, uh-huh. very, very thick. Now, I think it was that way. Come on. <laughs> and they begin to hear some ringing of bells in a far <laughs> distance. <laughs> wow, man. You suppose that's dinner time, bells? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Max? Uh. What was it? That was superstitious that they were telling us about, Max. Oh, nothing to worry about. Nothing at all. Don't even think uh-huh. about that stuff. It's superstition. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Max, what was it? Okay, you uh-huh. ready for the news? Tell me. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh-huh. apparently, uh, hundreds of years ago, there was a jester. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he was just jesting away with uh-huh. the emperor. He didn't want to be jester no more. And then the emperor caught hold of him and took that jester hat uh-huh. that had the little bells, the kind of like the bells that you're hearing right now at a far distance. Uh-huh. Over there, you hear it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I hear it. And so he took that hat and nailed it to his skull. But it didn't kill him because I guess the emperor had some power and, you know, sprinkled some dust in the air. However he does it. And now the jester lives forever. And every time on the banging of the moon, like the moon we have tonight, uh, he'll come out and capture people and bring them to wherever he lives and make them laugh forever. <laughs> uh, but you're not laughing. And they fall onto the ground and start rolling down the hill. And they get to the bottom of the hill. Twisted right here. You want to break this thing off? You give up? You give up? Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Ow, Max, it can only twist so far. Uh, now, now, where are we? And they look to the right, and they see a shadow moving in the fog. 
And they hear him laughing. Do you think possibly that's him? I think it might be, just maybe, that superstition. Max, when I count to three, up the hill we go, and just keep on running. What are they? Go, go, go. And Max and Ophelion run up that hill, and Ophelion slips, and he gets back up, and he slips again because the leaves are just so slippery. And he gets back up, and he runs past this tree, and runs past that tree. Why? Oh, why me? And he runs, and a low branch catches him right in the head. And he hits the ground. Ophelion. And in the fog, Max can see Aphelion's feet. <laughs> Aphelion, come on, come on, wake up! No time to sleep, we'll sleep when we get back to the, to the guys, the camp, or wherever we... Come on! Oh good, come on, get up! <laughs> and they can hear him behind him. <laughs> okay, okay, one, two, run. <laughs> Aphelion getting up, and he's running, but he's woozy because he was knocked out. And he staggers this way and that way, and this way and that way, holding on to Max's shoulder. <laughs> when we get back, I'm going to tell you my, my hand is going to be acquainted with your jaw. It's going to know every curve of it. Every... <laughs> And they find that village, Shan. Oh, good, we're here. Oh, we are so safe right now. Yeah, yeah, we're safe because he doesn't know how to walk into this village, and that's why everybody goes inside. Thanks. Turning around, you can see him and hear him running after him. And he runs up to one of the buildings, grabbing a hold of the door. Come on! Come on! Hello! Come on! Let us in! Go to the other door, across the road. Come on! Come on. And getting onto that porch. Come on! Crazy Jester! Crazy Jester killers after us! Come on! Everybody got locked their door! Yeah, okay, uh. Oh, the onion shop! The onion shop's probably always open. Yeah, oh, you think that? <laughs> and they're running across to the other, to the onion shop, and they can smell those beautifully sliced onions. Mmm, that smells good, doesn't it? That really does smell good. Ow! Uh, come on, open up, please! Crazy evil just the onion thing. shop door opens up. Oh, oh good. Oh, God. What is it you want? Uh, oh, crazy. And the man seeing that jester running. Grabs that door and slams it shut. Oh! Oh, no, no, no! Oh, no! Let And Aphelion pushes it open. Uh, yeah, pushes it. Uh, and the man shuts it again. Uh, 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 come on! You want to push me, Max? I can see it. I can see it. Well, Max, when it's your time to go, <laughs> it's just your time to go. And Max and Aphelion both get to the porch and sit down. Yeah, it's, it's your time, Aphelion. With their heads facing the ground. I don't want to see it coming. Nope. Uh, well, huh? my... Where's he at? Huh? Turning his head. He's not there, Max. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, I think you scared him. <laughs> I think I scared him, huh? Oh, yeah, you scared that man. Uh, when especially when he turned around and your mouth was wide open, all your uh, teeth were showing. Right, Max. <sighs> well, let's, yeah. let's, get, let's get out of here before before he tricks us or something. I can just yeah. see it. He's going to dangle his head down uh, right there by the roof and his little uh, bells on his head. So I can see it. Come on, Max, let's uh, go. Okay. I, I can see his dangling little bells. Meanwhile, with the king and Reggie, they had already crossed over that small gap between the two islands and arrived at the new island late in the evening. Pulling their boat ashore, Reggie dusts himself off, wringing out his clothes, while the king stands there in the sand, sobbing. Why <laughs> oh, me? So miserable. <laughs> Looking down on the ground, he sees a sharp stick coming to a point roughly a foot long. That's nice. Looking over at the back of Reggie, brand new thought begins to entertain his mind. Just how easy it would be, how joyful it would be to plunge that into the neck of Reggie from behind. <laughs> After all, it is Reggie's fault they're in that place to begin with. <laughs> he kneels down and picks up the stick, standing back up, turning towards Reggie. Tiptoeing, carefully, carefully tiptoeing. Looking at that neck of Reggie, that soft spot right on the side, below the ear, behind the jawline. All the imaginations of his heart begin to run through his mind of how good it would feel to have that stick right there, lodged right there, and watch Reggie roll around in pain in the sand. <laughs> oh, I say so. <sighs> <laughs> and right as the king swings that stick, that point right at the neck of Reggie, Reggie bends down to dust his pant leg off. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. Turning back around. Sir, did you say something? Uh, oh, no, no, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Why? Did, did you hear something <laughs> soar over your head? Yes, sir. Perhaps, perhaps it could have been a bat. Bats do come out at night, right, sir? Oh, yeah, you know what? I think I might have saw, I think I saw a bat right over there. If you can turn around and, and look that direction, face that way, don't look back here. Oh, yes, sir. Reggie, turning back around. Oh, dear, I don't see. Bats are rather hard to spot at night, sir. Uh -huh. Real Ooh, hard. a sand dollar. And bending down. Oh, sir. Did you see a bat again, sir? Oh! Yeah, Reggie, I saw a bat again. I missed you. I missed your juggler and everything else. <laughs> sir, I, I, I wanted to let you know, sir, I got you a surprise. Oh, a surprise? For me? Yes, sir. While we were on our way here in our travel, something had caught hold on the boat, and I pulled it in. Here it is, sir. I killed it. And he holded it up by the head. A small octopus. Uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, gross. 
I beat it against the side of the boat, sir, until it died. You can have it. Oh! <laughs> wow, what a sweetheart you are. I can have an octopus. <laughs> what am I going to do with this octopus? You eat it, sir. It's survival of the fittest. We must eat, sir, to live. Oh, living is fun, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah! Okay, give me yes, this. Uh, so gross. Just close your eyes and pretend it's the most delicious thing you ever did eat. <laughs> pretend. And they go and sit down on a rock. Reggie to his left, facing away from the king, and the king sitting down, eating this octopus. That's it, sir. Deliciousness. What deliciousness? So gross. Yes, that tentacle was the nastiest, like eating somebody's tongue. <laughs> oh, uh, my dear. And putting another mm. tentacle in his mouth. Suctions onto the sides of my cheeks. <laughs> and he glances over and he sees Reggie eating something. When did you find Reggie? Huh? Oh, Misa? Oh, uh, I just happened to scoop down earlier. And I'm almost done with this. You can have a little bit of it. What is it, Reggie? Oh, it's just the, the leftovers of a mahi-mahi, sir. A very delicious and scrumptious saltwater fish. It dwells right on the top of the surface, sir. <laughs> a mahi-mahi. Yes, sir. Very delicious. Was it good? <laughs> was it good? It was good, wasn't it? As he's reaching for that yeah. stick yes, <laughs> behind <sir>. him. <laughs> it was so good. Was Why don't you go ahead and put your head down right there and continue eating it? <laughs> yes, yes, sir. And he's holding that stick up in the air. <laughs> don't look, don't look over I, I, here. I sir. <laughs> sir. What was that noise, sir? I don't know, Reggie. You tell me. You're the expert at every crazy animal noise out there in the jungle. I don't know about that one, sir. I don't know about that one. Oh, sir, you you got a sharp pointy stick. Uh, oh, 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 this. Hiding it behind his back. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just, yes, I just wow, it was right here on the ground. I found it. <laughs> Oh, good, sir. We can use it for defense in case you need to kill something. <laughs> I was planning on using it in case I need to kill someone. Huh? Something. Oh, that's good. That's good news, sir. Uh-huh. Isn't it? Isn't it good news? Yes, sir. Mm, I call it a bat. That's what I call it. Oh. A bat. <laughs> a little chirp, chirp. <laughs> yes, get, get chirp. <laughs> uh, what is that noise already, for real? I don't know, sir. I have an idea, though. We could pass the time and... Let's not venture out, sir, but uh, maybe we can put the boat over on the sand uh, and, and and get inside it and and, uh, and wait till the sunlight comes out, sir, and we can see a little better. That's about the best idea you ever had, Reggie. 
I'm with you on that. Come on. Yes, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll get close to you. And maybe you can hear my bat chirp. Yes, sir. Back at the land of the rising sun, that very evening, Johnny lay on a pallet inside one of the minkas where the pilgrims are staying. Besides, Max and Ophelion and Lug and Bash, for they are in the inn, hiding from the farmers. And on a pallet, Johnny holds the journal, Sir Ulrich's journal. A candle lights that room. On the other side of the room is armor, facing the wall with his back towards Johnny. Johnny opening up that journal and begins to read one last entry for that day. Entry number five. At first light in the morning, the land bell rang out, and I've got to say, that was the most beautiful piece of music my ears had ever heard. There was not one soul on board that did not stand on the deck of the mighty Vier. All of us who had traveled beheld afar off the beauty of the land of the rising sun, it is spring from what Sir Charles had learned by studying many books. Sir Clarence agreed by simply looking upon the trees. As the ship docked, many of the locals greeted us with music, with dancing and gifts. I reminded my men that we are here for one thing, and one thing only, and that is the life of the Emperor. I knew all of them were anxious to unload and eat at the nearby tavern, and that's just what we did once we exchanged our money for the common currency of the land. The brothers, who are gifted at multiple languages, spent little time eating and got hard at work, communicating with all the people here at the port. A young lady, wearing a long yellow silk garment, whose black hair is equally as long, approached the brothers, introducing herself as Yuko, being interpreted sunlight. She informed us that she had waited for our arrival for a long time, and that we should accompany her to a village called Shen. We all agreed to follow her. The brothers took the lead with Yuko, while the rest of us traveled in the rear in a low-key tactical formation. We were uncertain of how she was waiting for us, seeing that our arrival was secret. Just a few short hours later, we arrived at a beautiful village called Shen, Farming seems to be the trade of choice for the men, while quilt making is common work for the women. Being nearly a foot taller, as well as different facial features, is quite the recipe for turning lots of heads. Yuko beckoned us to rest our feet at the feet of one called Musta. Sir Arthur was not going to argue with that, and neither was the rest of us. We all were led to a mammoth of a statue at the center of Shen. Cherry blossom trees surround this beauty, this work of art. 
The statue is that of a young and handsome warrior, whose face and eyes don't match up with anyone on this island. Sir Fendrell pointed out that he looked like my son when he gets older. A few laughs later, and all jokes aside, I inquired from Yuko on the nature of the statue, to which she replied that its origins is unknown. But as legend has it, Musta is the man who would bring peace to the land and free Yokai from his stone prison. The entire village was built around the statue, for it was here before anyone else. After we had rested, we took a stroll through the Shan. The people here are peaceful and polite. Music is constantly played at all times. The koto, a 13-string instrument, is most common. I will get my fingers on that one later. I, along with Sir Charles, were holding back sleep as we toured the village. Thankfully, at the far end of Shan, where we were at, we discovered the best tea parlor on earth, in my opinion. We sat down on wooden chairs outside while the women served us. Hot water poured over dried, crushed green tea leaves and whisked with bamboo is the only way to serve this deliciousness. As we thus drank our tea, from a short distance heading our way was a jester. He traveled to us doing backflips. I told Sir Arthur that his brother finally made it. He was an amusing character, entertaining us as we drank. All went well until water shot out of his sleeve into the face of Sir Fabian. Sir Clarence restrained him. Perhaps it was a fluke. But once a small lemon cake left the jester's hand and smeared across Sir Fabian's face, there was no stopping him. A flipped table, shattered pottery, a broken expensive wooden chair, shattered tea leaves, and an unconscious jester later we owe not only money, but an embarrassing apology to the owner of the tea parlor. May the great king above grant us mercy and safe travel. End of entry number five. And that's the end of that chapter. All right, uh, credits, uh, credits are good. Okay, all right, credits. Uh, so most of that, all that music that you heard, like the harp one during the Sir Ulrich, you know, right at that point and, and, and on. 
Uh, most of all, that was done uh, by fantasy and world music by the Fetchers. <laughs> yeah, they let us use your stuff, you know, because we're awesome. All right, I uh, can't wait for the next chapter. Ooh, boy. All right, bye.